वेलकम एवरीवन टू वीक 19 पॉडकास्ट न्यूज़लेटर फ्यूचर ऑफ डेटा पॉडकास्ट टुडे वी हैव मरिया एंड आई एम विशाल हे सो विल टॉक अबाउट एंड यू नो हाउ इट वर्क्स सो विल टॉक अबाउट व्हाट्स इन द न्यूज़लेटर दिस वीक एंड फॉर सिंपलिसिटी वी विल कवर द वेब वर्जन ऑफ द न्यूज़लेटर सो आई थिंक टू एवरीवन जॉइनिंग फॉर द फर्स्ट टाइम we have started a newsletter that is powered by our ai bot called tao and it generates a separate newsletter for web audience and separate uh, newsletters for local people in in various cities so so that it can learn about those clusters and sort of adapt so <clears throat> for simplicity we will also produce a podcast and we'll talk about what's in this week's newsletter and what mr or miss tao is thinking when they come up with a newsletter mm-hmm. so uh i have with me uh, my friend and sort of uh, an influencer in in bikira space from raleigh uh, maria so maria oh thank you <laughs> y- you wa- you want to say yeah, something we'll... to our folks yeah we've been having a lot of fun this area is really booming with uh some of the greatest and latest technology and and so we've had a uh, quite eventful few weeks and uh it's so great to see uh where everyone from the different areas of the world are kind of uh having the same conversations and around the same things so interesting so mm-hmm. any anything fun happening in raleigh Uh what well, we did have last week a big data dive with uh SaaS which is a software company that does uh analytics and statistics software and uh DataKind which is a nonprofit that uh supports data scientists doing projects for social impact social positive impact and solving some of the suffering of the world so we had a four different uh groups uh Habitat for Humanity we had counter tools which worked on like healthcare policy uh we also had uh oh no that excuse me oh uh the anti defamation league with hate crimes and wow. step up durham which was uh like upward mobility and so those four groups each had uh you know over a dozen members that were volunteers helping and uh we you know all felt great about the progress that we made a lot of cleaning data a lot of getting uh things ready so that we can put them into different uh models predictive models and uh use them for insights but we had some takeaways from each of the groups and uh you know we're proud of what we did and so uh i've also been keeping an eye on these kind of hackathons that have been going on and, and there are popping up everywhere so uh it's really exciting to see that more and more folks are getting interested in what uh analytics and what uh the technologies can do to uh help with cities and smart cities and helping having communities that uh support each other nice so um it's called data for good or what's the organization called that was one of the organizations yeah that was part of it there were quite a few that were collaborating so we uh called it a data dive okay so <clears throat> a big shout out for data for good i think they are doing some yeah. fabulous work and um i think i'm impressed with our friends there the, like we need some some social uh, responsibility and some people sort of hand, handling the data science problem in the in in this sort of uh, dark alleys 
which are not very visible for businesses or corporate sort of hacking. So I, great job guys. And I think wish you all the luck yeah. and um, go. Thank you, Vishal, because yeah. I do hear more people um, at conferences that are large conferences do, and doing keynote speaking where they're incorporating uh, good business is part of, you know, taking care of the community and taking care of the customer. So nice. Just and I have, I have <laughs> I have one more good news for our audience. So today Yay. we got uh, the ranking of big data top 100 influencers from our friends at Analytica. So to oh, everyone wow. yeah. who's not sure what Analytica is, they are one of the premier organization to rate the influencer marketing. Check out that report. I think we'll be leaving that uh, link in our description below. So we analytics week because of your love, passion, hard work and support is ranked third in the world's most big data, uh, big data influential brand of the world. So That's this awesome. is so cool. That's because our members are so awesome. <laughs> I don't believe why, like something must be glitch. No, I think it's our audience love and, 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 and their care. So. Thank you guys, I think, and gals. Yeah. Keep supporting our initiative. We want to take our analytics to the 99% and your love and passion takes us there. And Analytica friends, thank you so much for the for the lovely honor. Um, we'll take it. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, it, it's fun and uh, thank you so much. Yeah, we'll keep on bringing that good news on analytics and... I know. Um, so Maria, what do you think? <laughs> like this is... It's good to be some like attached to something that that's doing some fun. At least someone recognizing recognizing us, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. So let's let's okay. get on the meat of the week. So it's week nineteen. From uh -huh. what we learn, so we have uh, this week is our newsletter week. That's why you see our faces. So mm -hmm. do you want to go over the the cover of the week? So uh, I, does, I think every local area has a different cartoon, right? But the one for this one that's on the web, right, is kind of funny. It's a, um, I think this is another Dilbert one. Yes. Right. Somehow Mr. Tar, Miss Tao uh, is a big fan of Dilbert cartoons uh, mm -hmm. when it comes to data. And by the way, I, yeah. from, from what we know, we have, uh, we have fed some training data, some training sort of some JPEGs, PNGs, and GIFs, and, and what and what not. And now it's Tau is doing its own thing uh, and getting all this, uh, all this, all this cartoon. So yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is an interesting cartoon because uh, it's uh, really making fun of uh, the communication. I think of you know how we relate with the data. Uh, this when character is asking Dilbert for his accuracy. <laughs> advice <laughs> and of course like any good data scientist he asked for more information <laughs> <laughs> right and uh, there comes tension and frustration and uh, nobody understands what's happening so he just says um, there's no inaccuracies at all <laughs> it's interesting and so uh, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah <that's funny. laughs> so it's a little uh, it is something that I think that people deal with on an every on a daily basis, they we feel their pain through this uh, through this comic here. I think what 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 I get kicked out of this um, was that uh, the very fact that 
how dilbert and his friends um, say like save themselves from analysis paralysis so they just rounded up saying hey is there any accuracy no one sees it and say hey now there's no inaccuracy because no one claim that there's any accuracy inaccuracy or not so it's i think it's it's what we see in our day to day lives like if 90% of our problems are, and and actually i'm uh, i'm paraphrasing here so they are the problem that we are not really um we don't have much uh, any way to to sort of find or 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 corroborate or sort of find inaccuracies in that because of resources resource crunch because we don't want to go in analysis paralysis and in fact i think what um what i i love about um this particular topic you if you give it to ai or if you again again i'm i'm going in that direction where sort of if you can automate uh, the accuracy or um, uh, finding mechanism giving to ai they may go on again that ratchet of uh, analysis paralysis right so and then and then knowing context sure we can mm-hmm. do that but they, they sort of they have to lay out on some boundaries on pre telling them what the context is and all the all that so it's a big human but humans are really relatively i don't know whether we're doing good job because we also have the same problem but anyways fun cartoon that made gives- me think of um you know vishal that made me think of that story how um there's things that you can't recognize when you don't know what you don't know and uh, uh. so like the native american there was a story about the native americans didn't see the boats coming because they didn't have a reference point of understanding what that was wow. and so they just didn't see it you know um and i think that it made me think about that because of some of the inaccuracies are like that you know if we are not accustomed to dealing with them um they are we don't even see them so it does take uh you know it does take a, a lot of effort to uh make sure that we are are doing things correctly <laughs> i agree i agree i think well said uh, i i agree with yeah. you so uh now let's talk about bunch of local events and sessions and i think since it's a web newsletter local means on the web right and i am seeing so there are three sessions that uh, topic so one is anyone can be a data scientist with case study classifying cars so i think this is again um a beautiful webinar by the way so one of the primitive or one of the sort of very um uh intro um understanding of data sciences to understand how algorithms classify things so how do how do i know it's a car i know it's mm-hmm. it has some shape in it i know it's some some colors in it but is it bus is it car like how do algorithms classify something as a car and that's like i the 101 of understanding how algorithms learn um looking at the data and picture data so i think this would be a fascinating uh, i'm hoping a webinar a quick quick snapshot or a quick snap learning on the fact that um, how data science could actually help you understand what whatever standing in front of you is a car and and, and then you can take this analogy and extrapolate like how do you figure out if any x-ray has um any potential cancerous cell development that they are seeing or any anomalies that we are seeing if this is routine anomaly or if this is something that we should be alarmed about or if there is actually an anomaly to, uh, by definition so 
very good starting stepping uh, use case mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, i think I, I, i would say this is the best one hour spend um, in this session what do you think maria yeah i agree cuz you know once you put things into containers or you categorize them um everything that goes from there is kind of dependent so <laughs> you know it's really important that those things have been thought through interesting and and next session uh, so i'm i'm seeing this another actually another session that talks about unlock the data science in you, in you with case study classifying cars i think it's similar to the first one i think it's from the same vendors but since it's named differently and that's see that's where even tau got fooled um, so it considered mm-hmm. it two different even that are worth worth noting so i i i still love those selections i think if i would tau i would do the same thing so it's it's kind of a double shout out just go and watch mm-hmm. uh, watch this this is important and then um, the the middle one is uh, information session on azure machine learning training so again uh, our friends at microsoft doing a lot of uh, push around letting uh, underst- uh, explaining people how they can use azure and this is again a very good tutorial by uh, badal bordia and vishal soni uh, good names who they do they do frequent training and all um, to train folks what is machine learning so it is mm-hmm. um it's a good machine learning preview uh sprinkled on azure platform but even if you don't want to use azure as a platform i think it's still it's a it's a it's a relevant conversation uh it's a relevant sort of talk uh, to pursue so definitely um, a shout out and um, um must check it out uh for our our audience what do you think maria yeah i think these are great also because these are the things that you can access for free online and at any time. So you're curious and you know there's no substitute for immersion. So yeah. you want to dive in there and start uh, hearing all about it and start, you know, absorbing the tech the terminology and the language and then you can start having conversations about it and getting closer to whatever your goals are. But it really helps with the filtering the process when you um watch webinars like this and webcasts like this because it just gives you more information. Yeah, and I think and I love the fact that it's just one hour spent. Mm-hmm. So on one hour like this podcast probably will end up becoming one hour. So it's 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 very snappy watch or or listen while going to office or on on a way to office. And it's it's you can just put it on a on um an earphone and just just hear it when you're doing some other chores so again very snappy and as you rightly said free right so that's again mm-hmm. who would ever complain uh, picking something free and which is something which actually is relevant so talking about free our featured course is free so yeah. <clears throat> that's i think uh, our basics our programming language introduction free you did i think it's from udemy i guess uh one of the best r course in the world in udemy and mr and miss tau picked it so uh shout out to this program very um highly reviewed people love it it's a great introduction it just gives you enough information about r not overload you not not fry your circuits 
on what's happening in the R. It's just a very good stepping stone R program on on Udemy. And Maria, question for you: Are you R or Python team? Ah, uh, you know, uh, I think they have their use cases for whatever is relevant at the time, and I've used both. I like that they have packages that you can download for different things, and so um, it's really just happen. It just depends on where we're getting the data from and in what context we're using it. Interesting. So, by the way, um, um, full disclosure: I am Team Python. So, um, oh yeah, <laughs> don't, don't beat me to it. But yeah, that's a, that's a big debate. Um, sure, R is too. Um, it's it's equally good, but not as good as. Uh, I don't know. I, would, I don't want to go there. In the again, I'm going to the dark alleys there. So <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, um, the, you know, there's all kinds of different tools for for different things, and um, I know that sometimes uh, folks can get very productive about their tools, and I have seen some very heated and passionate debates. But I'm glad that more people are. Uh, figuring out ways to collaborate despite their passion for their own. Oh tools. yeah, and I think kudos <laughs> to the R community. I think they made it so simple for anyone yeah. who like they made pretty much. If if you say anyone could be data scientist, I think R should get hundred percent of the credit on that. I think they did. Yeah, they made it so simple uh, for anyone or everyone to just deploy a R studio and start doing. They just this come with sample scripts and all that. I think full marks to them but it's again i think it's it's that if you want to do more embedding if you want to do more playing around with scipy math like if you want to do sort of very systematic functional sort of routines mm -hmm. uh again I, I i'll i'll be i'll be shooting myself in the feet but i i'm a python guy so right and if you want to do like sentiment analysis or go more towards the web and those kind of things that are online you definitely want i i would agree you know Python uh, helps you all the way. Nice. So I'm glad you're on the same team. Just kidding. <laughs> I think I think it's, it's it's good to be independent in the in this war um, between R and Python. So, and I'll 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 not go in the um, um, Emacs versus um, XI. Anyways, and I'll, <laughs> I'm picking up wrong. I'm picking up wrong sides here. So now. Picked up from on another newsletter, and we'll definitely go in there into the discussion. Then <laughs> I, I, if Tau picks between VI and, and Emacs, sure, I'll I'll go in that debate <laughs> because I'm massively opinionated. So I might step on someone's. Uh, I'm so sorry, Bob, but but yeah, it's just what I feel. I'm so sorry. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, now I think. I love the next section. I love this guy. So, uh, oh, this was yes, this is a very good the very book, good. Uh, Super Intelligence Path, Dangers, and Strategies. I think this is the most fascinating book we all should read. And to give you a, a background on Nick Bostrom, a shout out to him, doing a fabulous work in extrapolating the current progress in AI and how, where it will take us down the road. He's a professor, um, faculty of philosophy and, at, at Oxford. And th I think this makes me appreciate philosophy more than ever, right? Because these are the topics, these are sort of the areas where 
we have to extrapolate and see philosophically what might or may what may or may not happen so i think to give you give you a quick sort of a, a snap bite so i think in this particular book nick is talking about um, there are sort of three ways to go uh, if if we consider the the ai progression one is called i think ai path then the other thing is whole brain uh, emulation and then the neuro uh, i think neuromorphic path so in the ai path we just the ai will take over ai will do their thing on the whole brain emulations the idea is that we'll take the snapshot of snapshot of human brain and just we just measure all the relationship where so if suppose we cut human brain into million pieces we'll we'll capture information is going 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 from where to where and put that knowledge in a in a simulator and then pretty much um, your conscious is alive so it's it's a very fascinating phenomena that can that happen really like it's um, and i think uh this i think i i've also seen a, a ted talk on on nick's um, philosophy again fascinating guy beautiful thinking if you want to see what the future has entail for say data analytics and and what and what not this is must uh, a must book for us to sort of um, capture so shout yeah, out to Yeah, definitely follow Elon Musk or if you follow the singularity or pay attention to any of those things this is part of uh that tra- train. <laughs> yeah, because I think we need to understand how we can be super intelligent, right? So what is first what is intelligence and what is super intelligence? I think um that we should have we should understand because if we know then we can do something about it, right? and mm-hmm. and the cool thing is and one one more thing about the tone of nick i think uh, the way he writes it's very dry of uh, style of writing but very informative again it's it you just get lost in in what he's trying to trying to do so shout out to nick uh, um bostrom for this amazing book super intelligence i think i should must recommend and thank you tao for picking that up because i think it's a, it's a very good book for all of us to sort of chew and and get our wrap our heads around because this is something we all will be impacted with so mm-hmm. it's important that early on we know what's going on so we can do something about it otherwise yeah we don't want to be lost in this shuffle and realize that we yeah. missed the boat and i like how there's like a scale and a gradation because a lot of people think you know oh the robots are taking over and no robots and then there's these extremes and they kind of uh forget about this in between that there's all these steps or all these processes that yes, have to get there yeah. or all of the different levels of robots that there are it doesn't mean that every robot or every machine can become ai either right <laughs> you know so that's a good point i think that, I like that, that that's a, out that i think that's a great point um so um in the tips and tricks section i think that that's the next next section so we're talking about keeping biases checked during the last mile of decision making um i think this is give me one second yeah very important yes so it's extremely important and and i think there was a book um thinking fast and slow again uh, hmm. shout out to those uh, amazing book it talks about the biases right so if suppose i i if if you tell everyone 
bunch of numbers in thousands and and you and you say ask everyone to close their eyes and and pretty much guess a number that number would most, most probably will be in thousands and if you mm-hmm. tell someone say numbers in tens on units and then you say hey close your eyes and think of a number the next number they will think is would be in in, in units and in tens so we our, our brain has a tendency to create biases as a safety measure mm-hmm. so now and i think that's why it's it's important to understand those are like some funky limitations that we can see by if if we let biases decide and we have biases like uh, I, sometimes i think whatever i have been experiencing these are the best thing ever in the world that someone could experience right so if i my decisions are are dependent on my um, sort of exchange with those scenarios the answer probably would be my ex- personal experience which i would extrapolate as as generic experience so i think mm-hmm. that's that's something very scary uh, when it comes to data driven decision making yeah cuz it's all about inclusion and how much is there right so right. Uh, you have a limited exposure or a limited frame of reference and so the outcomes can only be <laughs> the outcomes can only be so many possibilities right. but with more exposure and with more uh data and information then more possibilities can be created so um yeah i'm all for that right <laughs> increasing that... increasing your ability to not be so biased or right the, and and and, and typically focus. typically i think it's um it it is a last mile of 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 that bar. so it's i think had these things come early on you would find mm-hmm. ways to circumvent around it right so more often than none many of these um decision biases they end up at the last mile so i think that's another another mm-hmm. important point so uh, it's it is very that important circles to us back around to the beginning of what we said about how we categorize them yeah right right because exactly so i think that's why um as a as a as a good data scientist as an amazing data scientist i think it's it's exceptionally important to understand these biases and to understand that you have them your leadership mm-hmm. has they come with their biases so it's and then f- help your model train to suppress or 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 level out those biases so you can get more um data driven decisions if suppose um you want biases in your decision i think that's all good but but yes if you want a data driven decision you have to find ways to free up biases i think one of the ways and one of the ways to to do that is um taking a lot of intuitive feedback from a lot of samples sample sets so uh, so asking asking a lot of people about their feedback and and including them in the conversation so the idea is that in in, the, in those cases biases get leveled out so if uh-huh. thank god we hope that someone comes with the with the with a, a polar opinion nullifying my opinion right so in that ways you actually get somewhat more to reality um analysis so i think that's why the more you could be uh, unbiased the more you can have a good data decision so yeah that's, and that's again, a good trick. i think it also points to the diversity too because you can talk to other professionals from um other disciplines and get ideas from there cuz you might not um have that much experience in that area and so you can share right. your experiences that way 
No, I think, and and and, and you actually you're um, picking up a great point. So diversity, right? So diversity. If you talk about innovation, right? Diversity is beautiful thing. Diversity has its own biases, by the way. But then that means more innovation, right? So you have more more biased opinions, more sort of more uh, sided opinions colliding with each, with each other, beautifying the analysis, uh-huh. right? So well said. I think that's why um, in many aspects you need biases. Like that's what tells you that's many times you need this gut feel many times you need this intuition because data won't otherwise d- data itself would be very dry in helping you decide so mm-hmm. i was actually talking about an executive um a while a uh, few 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 days back and he was talking about how uh, his ceo um, came to him saying that hey build a forecasting model but don't take past values in consideration, right? So if you tell data to do the forecasting, it'll just look at the past and saying, hey, looking at this trend, I think next would be this, but this much error. But that's not innovation, right? So that's not where, so that's flatlining and, and that, that sort of underestimates the idea that we are evolving as, as a species. Yeah. So kudos to that executive, kudos to this particular gentleman who took this total different approach and saying, okay, let me take uh, the scenarios which are not past trends to figure out the future trends. Love it. And and by the way, they are seeing success. So there is a happy ending there for sure. Awesome. So, beautiful. So data science Q&A. I think this is again, I, I love this. It just, sometimes I read things which I have not, I don't know what these are. I think it's, it's, it's beautiful. <laughs> So is it better to spend five days developing 90% accuracy or 10 days designing 100% accuracy? What do you say? What do you say, Maria? What's your, what's your thinking? Oh, wow. It's hard because I'm a perfectionist. And so I just am like uh, <laughs> that little bit that's going to make it perfect. I will like spend too much time on. <laughs> <laughs> so I will be, a, a, you know, I my habit would be towards the 10 days for a hundred percent accuracy nice. but um so it's i think i i'm i'm again i i'm in this one i'll play the independent card so it depends i think to me money dictates the work and effort right so money time and scope if we have uh-huh. these three sometime if suppose I need a dirty model that I can deploy tomorrow works as efficiently as the model that I'll, I'll work probably two months of rigorous effort and, and team inclusion and, and all that and getting those inputs. So if I need just a dirty, just a, a somewhat in those scenarios, getting something quick and snappy doesn't hurt. I and mean, I think that's another thing. Um, and we, we hear about these things a lot from, from, even our clients many times that get me something quick or and and then we get into this rut of hey i would rather spend 10 more days and get this is beautiful model ever created mm-hmm. so <laughs> i think and, and, and my and my pitch to in many of these scenario is let let money dictate uh, let scope dictate let time dictate what do you want to uh-huh. achieve because it's if you want something snappy don't be shy in just giving them a quick snappy and 
many times what happens is they'll so many times they will buy and say okay i find it useful now work on the full thing but if you became the bottleneck of this is because i think and this is another actually there's also a cultural element that i want to discuss i'll take few more minutes on this so many businesses are very heavily culturally infused businesses right so now yeah. i don't know what you're talking about data i know things have been like this and now you're saying you ha- you are some young fella with some good techniques you can say you can out- outsmart me and my my legacy so that's 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 many of the, that's a cultural problem right so okay. it's important for a good data scientist to understand that and show them and even even for them to get some few dirty tricks quickly out and show the value and if this and if they if they see the value then go all the way in i think who's no one is stopping you from sort of um, doing going all the way so mm-hmm. i think um, whichever whatever whatever your time scope and money dictates just be very open minded because both have equally important in uh, a uh, uh outcomes in in the respective silos and if you are finding yourself in a different silo if you have an opinion that you don't agree to to a, a particular sort of stature i think have a discussion have a good dialogue because many times you have to even tell client what you are thinking and then you have to understand even from their perspective what they are thinking many time it's nothing to do with the data or the accuracy many time it's just again it's a cultural it's a it's a business decision yeah you know i have a little story to add to that one because we had cleaned some data up and uh wanted to take that further to make a uh data story out of it and have a visualization and um the perspective of the client was that if you try to make a chart you are interpreting the data because you have to mm. pick a range a date range but you have to pick a date range to make a chart so um the we had to hash out some of that discussion because uh there needed to be some kind of visual representation representation even though the uh further down the road those date ranges can change based on you know whatever they needed it for um we did have to like figure out how to communicate about that so right interesting true i think valid point so now let's talk to the 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 right side panel bar there's a video of the week ah oh, beautiful so this is um using analytics to build big data workforce this was one of the talks given by greta roberts shout out to you greta and her team talent analytics i think she is one of the first person i have heard talking passionately about talent analytics or mm-hmm. workforce analytics i think so that's a that's a beautiful talk by the way so work is changing and the way we hire people for this changing changing requirements is also changing right it, it also should change so greater spend good amount of time discussing explaining bunch of the trends that they saw when they were hiring um and they were promoting the idea of data driven hiring so they were sort of promoting the idea of 
if I ask you certain things, I would know what you will be good fit at. And she's using using wonderful data um, to to make those predictions. So again, shout out to Greta Roberts and her team at Talent Analytics doing some fabulous work. I think she's also a chair of Workforce Analytics Forum or something. Um, check out uh, this company, Talent Analytics and Greta Roberts. And guys, um, keep doing an amazing work there. I think that's, again, uh, and, and, and do watch this video. It gives you a perspective on what exactly someone could and, and and i think there at that point there was a live test you can take so they mm-hmm. so they will know your compatibility test or something so there is some free test available for where which we can take um, to analyze how data scientists how good data scientists or how compliant we are for a particular role or something so again very data driven work one of the early adopters bring this idea of talent analytics i think good job there for sure now um, we let's talk about quote of the week. I, Mr. Napoleon Bonaparte, ninety percent uh-huh. information. War is ninety percent information. I think couldn't have said it any better. And yeah. ironically, he's a general, but I think he's an, even as a data scientist, as a business. So we deal with lot. We work with lot of businesses at various levels. And this is so true in almost every business situation. If you have access to information, you probably have access to smart decision making. So it's it's just, they are just synonymous. A good decision is synonymous to good information. So I think, um, I wish it's as easy as it is, is it written, but it is definitely, it's, 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 I think it's a, it's a well said quote from Napoleon. Punapade, what is 90% information? What do you think, Maria? Yeah, um, I was actually thinking about it the other day because things like uh, you took the words right out of my mouth for the uh, video of the week because I was thinking that, you know, things are changing and the workforce is changing and everything is changing and we're navigating while things are changing. It's a very moving and dynamic environment. And I was thinking like, wow, you know, we have so much to appreciate because we are moving so fast. And even in our frustrations of um, the processes, we are still moving so fast. Back in, you know, Napoleon's time, they are like hand and foot. I know. You know, carrying very heavy equipment and things and the information that they got and the processes they had to go through, just the communication by itself, weeks, you know, that it would take for someone to ride a horse. To, to get information across a land, you know? And those things are so fast now. and We have a lot to, you know, well, we still have... I think you picked an interesting point. They used to wait weeks and months before they go over, go and, and invade a country or, 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 or a, a tribe. They, it's, again, they just, just capturing all the data they, that's possible about knowing what they are. And otherwise, all you... I think it's... Uh, I don't know where I've, re- where I've read this. You can only be wrong once in a so in a war you can only be wrong once and you're gone <laughs> right. right. So it doesn't take it doesn't take too long. So you have to be fabulously right to exist um, in, in 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 a war scenario. So kudos to you, uh, good um, good capture there. So uh, podcast of the week. 
Mr. David Rose. I love this guy. Um, he is an inspirational. I would say I would call him a, a researcher, scientist. So he, he, I, I know he used to, lo- he used to uh, lead MIT Media Labs, but I don't know if it's doing this still. Um, an amazing mind when it comes to understanding how visualization should happen. So I think I, I love his pers- uh, perception of that. And and, and and Umbrella should tell you that it's going to rain. Mm-hmm. Not really. You don't have to look at another, another sort of uh, gadget to know something else. A rock inside your house should be able to tell you what's the weather outside. So he's talking about uh, enchanted objects. I think I love his philosophy that objects around you should be able to tell the pill bottle should be able to tell me I missed taking my pill instead of looking at me in, in, a, in a cell phone and then reading this discrete message and then reacting on, on the pill or something. So I think mm-hmm. fascinated, fascinating thinker. So I think yeah, he's... Yeah, talk about dynamic world. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. And, and, and his, his, his current company, I think it's called Ditto Labs. Shout out to yeah. Ditto Labs. Um, and, and David Rose... So these guys are doing some fabulous work on taking pictures. So they take pictures and they say, hey, we picked that brand. So if suppose there is a Heineken bottle in that picture, so they will say how maybe that picture would be a good branding uh, or perception research on for Heineken or for Coke or for tire that people actually are happy when things are around your product or something. So you can, you can do... You, you can do endless possibilities uh, on research when sort of you can connect, uh, when you can identify a product within an image and then start clustering those images. Then you'll start, uh, the, the entire theme will emerge. So I think it was a fabulous conversation with him on how he was training his, his algorithms, how he was adding classifiers how, and what are some of the things that he missed and what are some of the things that are sort of, they don't see happening but happened. So mm-hmm. very and, and and I've been fan of um, David for quite a, quite some time. I think in in our even in our conference, I literally begged him to come. I said, <laughs> "You have to come. It's this is like my folks needs to hear about your enchanted object philosophy, because many times we think about that. Hey, my solution is better than yours, but mm-hmm. his perception of you no know, in our habitat, um, we should all be using this this phenomenon. I think that that's that's of utmost importance." What do you think? Yeah, no, uh, I, this is definitely one I want to go back and listen to again. It's very good, by the way. So, uh, I, and I would suggest just uh, this to all of my friends: um, go and watch David Rosen Ditto Labs uh, video. Very informative, and check the website out, by the way, as well. On the fact of the week, uh, <coughs> excuse me, in that same survey by a small but noticeable margin executive. So it's ta- it. I think it's talking about a smaller company is 10% more likely to view data as a strategic edge than a big company. This is scary, but this is evolution, I think, right? So mm-hmm. um, that's why bigger company fail in a big way, right? Because that's sometimes I feel, I feel uh, sorry for big companies. And some companies are doing a fabulous job in keeping small even when they are big 
for company like GE, company like Amazon. So they they have a better sense of understanding data, and and since their startup inception days, or with the case in GE or um, or IBM adopting these capabilities in which they change their culture to include data and analysis, um, and that is helping them survive. That's helping them stay competitive. That's helping them. So they took that ugly road of changing their culture to fit to to match the current environment i think that's why and yeah that's what yeah i agree that's what i was going to say in a smaller company um certain changes that need to be made can are a little bit more efficient because you don't have so many employees right and it's not so large so right so i with think those that's insights why... that come from there they can really implement them faster yeah and I think uh, you have a good point there so definitely that's um, kudos to these companies who appreciate and who sort of defy uh, this particular stat and who sort of instead of being big still are seeing data as their competitive strategy because even 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 um, we hear a lot many businesses who say hey we are very data driven but when you actually work with them <clears throat> they are struggling with their culture. They're struggling uh, to change. They're struggling to move. And sometimes it's like it's frustrating uh, discussions with their leadership vis-a-vis their data science teams. They have data science teams, but they don't get any say in the in the decision making. Mm-hmm. So many times it's a so. But any companies who actually have been there, done that, they are having a fun time. So my request to every big company out there please see data as your strategic edge it doesn't hurt and 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 you can you can you can if you don't have seen that accept this by default and then defy it like and then sort of say no i <laughs> i i found it's a it's it's not a good thing or whatever right but at least you have i think and and that's why and and this even applies to the hacking side of the world that assumed you are hacked then you are you would be much much more much better prepared than if you say no i'm not i'm not hackable right mm-hmm. so it's the same mm-hmm. conversation so it's good to be included in the conversation and then defy and then say oh, no no i don't think that's true rather than the other way and being ignorant about it i think that's and and the bigger the company more difficult it would get to see all these trends so that's why I think you have to find a mechanism to recruit ways to see those trends. I think I remember my discussion with a bunch of BlackBerry folks. They were saying they had a fun time. Like their company was growing when the company mm-hmm. share was declining. Like they were they were hitting their numbers right. What if the market changed, right? So you need to understand the market. So had they been more responsive to market indicators, they would have survived. Um, I again uh, dif- for disclaimer. I, I'm 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 still a big BlackBerry fan. I still have mm-hmm. my BlackBerry phone with me. Uh, so, but yeah, that's it's it's a painful truth that we all have to live with. Um, that um, find a way to recruit this change uh, into your culture. Otherwise, the culture would be obsolete. Yeah, and I think there's that one quote, and I don't remember who said it, but the uh, illusion of knowing 
you know, the illusion of knowing is more dangerous than ignorance because you think mm. you already have the answer. And sometimes when we've made certain insights, um, there's like a high. The company gets like a high. And it is uh, thinking that, you know, this is going to solve problems for five years when, you know, this just attacks one area that they need to focus on and there's other areas that need that same attention. That's true. I think that's that's well said. And wow. So what a, what a pleasant journey. I think, again, thank you, Tao. Good coverage. Yeah, um, picking think, out great things that to imagine. Uh, imagine that the entire this thing is just in 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 just one newsletter. So I don't. Yeah, like it's, just, <laughs> That's a lot it's too much. It's, in, it's, it's a brain explosion. So, a uh, bunch of shameless plugs, by the way. Um, so if you are not into listening to ads, you can t- tune out now. Otherwise, um, so we have three programs that we want you to check out. Never Analyze Alone is a program in which we are working with top data scientists and uh, plugging them with our businesses where to, that we are working on either on a contractual or, or consulting basis. So we have a big staffing group that we are working with uh, interesting businesses. Uh, host office clubs. So we want people within companies to come out, step out and do those meetups or do those every monthly meet and greet, say hi, um, go over to a bar, have beer, whatever sessions, so they can at least start building a very inclusive data science culture. And it's important for data scientists, data science teams, to lead this um, so-called analytics club atmosphere within the companies because then they can invite businesses to step into this. So they can off their guard and they can talk to you, they can see you. So this is one of the fabulous strategy to bring everyone on the same page so they can have a good conversation around data science. So this program is to support and promote that. So we have created our own cheat sheet guide that we are asking people to sort of use and and, and start this analytics club culture, invite interesting speakers, invite interesting use cases within your company on data analytics. So businesses will actually, and, and by the way, if you, Remember, if you run a network, you own that network, right? So that will make you a permanent asset to a company because you are helping create this community. And and God will be happy with you. Now I'm bringing God into this. So <laughs> this is really got to be, this is, this is really serious. So you, this is the sign when you think that, hmm, this boy is talking something serious. So he'll give you some good perks through through good promotions god guarantees it <laughs> so x by tau is our um, recruiting arm again we work with top businesses finding them good talent if you are a top business or if you are a top talent talk to us if you are a lousy business or lousy talent We'll help you make we can we can point you to a <laughs> who can help, but we only deal with top business and top talent. And so this is a time when we are obnoxious, egotists uh, putting a podcast. So anyhow, that brings us to the closure. Um, I hope you like what we are doing. What do you think, Maria? People like what we're doing. Yeah, um, I get a lot of emails, and I have more than I can go through. 
So <laughs> they do they do like what we're doing and they and there's so many people that want to help and volunteer and we'll make sure that there are things that you can get connected to and know where you can put your attention and efforts because you can always learn something new and you can always share that and uh, you know you don't need much I, I think I think yourself. that's a great idea to actually read e uh, some fan emails uh, oh yeah maybe next time we can do that maybe yeah I think that's a <coughs> that's a good plug uh, so anyhow thank you guys and gals thank you analytics club community thank you for your support thank you analytica for uh, giving us number three yeah, so <laughs> keep 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 the air horns running keep the um, excitement going do let us know what do if you like the podcast um, and keep your support on keep spreading the word that we exist that you exist so we can bring a lot of people to data-driven dialogue so thank you so much till the next time stay data-driven yeah thank you bye uh, I thought I was sick of home but actually I was homesick never really knew that I would have to grow up so quick I'm so uncomfortable don't know anybody here just a couple dudes that I met once that's it and I go into the booth feeling nervous got butterflies in my stomach like I'm so worthless is the mic gone I don't know how to work this inside I'm breaking down I hope I'm not up on a certain